I can remember when I was in sixth grade, I stayed home one day because I was sick, and uh, I felt better as the day went on. And that same day, my parents decided that they were going to order out for pizza. And at the time, as a sixth grader, pizza was my favorite food. So I was super excited about dinner that evening. Uh, But when the pizza came and I tried to get some of that for myself, uh, my dad stopped me and said, no, you're sick, remember? And I was not happy about that. It's probably why I still remember it today. But I could see how my father was looking out for me. He was trying to do what was best for me. He was expressing his love to me because he didn't want me to eat pizza and have my stomach get worse. So I ate something else instead. I don't remember what, but it wasn't pizza. Um, And we have a Heavenly Father who loves us and wants to give us good things too. It may not be exactly what we ask for or look for at a particular moment, but Jesus teaches us in our gospel passage that when we pray to God, we should pray to Him as God our Father, a loving Father in Heaven who wants to give us good things, who has good plans for us, who desires what's best for us, even if we don't recognize it at that time. We hear near the end of our gospel passage, Jesus says, What father among you would hand his son a snake when he asks for a fish, or hand him a scorpion when he asks for an egg? If you then, who are wicked, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Jesus reveals that our Heavenly Father wishes to give us good things. In particular, he points out the gift of the Holy Spirit. God wishes to give us a multitude of good gifts, And with those gifts come responsibility. God gives us the gift of free will. He allows us to be able to choose, to choose to follow him, to choose to accept the gifts that he has to offer, to choose to love him in return. Free will is a great gift. It allows us to have this gift of love. Love is willing the good of the other. So without free will, we can't have love. For those of you who are married, imagine if your spouse said to you, Oh, I'm only married to you because I have to and I have no other choice. Like, that's not really meaningful or romantic or anything like that. But the fact that they chose to be married to you when they could have chosen otherwise, that's beautiful. That's powerful. And that great gift of love would not be possible without the gift of free will. Now, there's many other gifts that God gives us as well, and I can't go through all of them in one homily. But he gives us the gift of sexuality as well. That he made us male and female. Both are equal in dignity, but each has their own specialties. Each has their own gifts. And when husband and wife come together, when male and female work together, they can accomplish things that they cannot necessarily do otherwise. In particular, they can accomplish receiving more gifts from God, such as children. But sexuality can be misused because we have free will so we can make choices. And we can choose not to go in accordance with God's plan. We can choose to go in different directions with our sexuality. And that's what happened with Sodom and Gomorrah. They gravely offended God by choosing to be opposed to his plan for his people. Now, children being a great gift, God gives this gift to husband and wife. He gives this gift out of love for us. That love that's so powerful between the two of them that it has to be named nine months later. 
Sacred scripture, when it refers to children, it always refers to them as a great gift from God. Now, there can be times for serious reasons that a married couple may determine that in prayer and with God's help, that that particular moment may not be the best to have another child, and so they can, for a period of time, temporarily delay having additional children. And God gives the gift of natural family planning in order to cooperate with his gift of sexuality. And we have to use the gift of free will in order to do that, to choose to do things God's way. We have a Father in heaven who loves us so much, he wants to give us what's truly best for us. And so to make use of these gifts in accordance with his will includes um, natural family planning for those who have good reasons to delay having children. Sometimes, though, we may not recognize how God's gifts are good for us or how we should be following him in a particular way, especially when society tells us a different story, tells us that some other way is better, such as the use of contraception. But when God tells us what's best for us, it's because it's not only best for us on our journey towards heaven, towards holiness, but also what's best for us even here on earth. So with natural family planning, there's a multitude of benefits. One of them is that it's organic and there's no side effects. Rather than having hormones put into a person that can change their behavior, change their mentality, change all sorts of things, this is all natural. It allows husband and wife to cooperate with God's plan for marriage and family life. It's actually cheaper than contraception. And it promotes a stronger marriage. When husband and wife are able to talk to each other about serious and sensitive issues such as uh, when to have children and how to cooperate with God's plan, it helps strengthen their marriage through their communication. It also promotes virtue and self-discipline. It promotes greater respect for each other and respect for God's design for the human person. With regards to marriage, natural family planning also um, is much better for keeping couples together. For those who use contraception, uh, there's about a night of... Uh, there's about a 50% divorce rate. But for those who use natural family planning, it's only 5%. So we see with God's plan, with God's gifts, when we do things God's way, there are benefits for us. That he doesn't tell us these things just arbitrarily. He tells us because it's truly good for us. And so while there are many other benefits as well for natural family planning, um, I can't tell them all in one homily. So for those who are interested, there are pamphlets near the main entrance for more information about that. But God wishes to give us good gifts. He wishes for us to be drawn closer to Him. He gives us the gift of salvation. He gives us the gift of His Son, Jesus Christ. This gift, where God the Son takes on human flesh, He gives even of Himself, dying on the cross for our salvation, that our sins would be forgiven, that we can be reunited with God even though we have gone astray by choosing to sin. How is it that we show love back to God? Jesus tells us in the Gospel of John that we love him by obeying his commands. And with our loving Father, all his commands are for our benefit. So when we follow God, we are blessed. We are blessed by the gifts that he gives us. We are blessed in as much as we follow him because all the things that he tells us are truly good for us. But for those of us who have gone astray from time to time, we have another great gift from God, where the grace won for us on the cross is poured out upon us through the sacrament of reconciliation, that we may be forgiven of our sins 
and set back on track in our relationship with the Lord. The great gift of Christ on the cross is also made present to us here at Mass, on the altar, where God the Son makes himself truly present, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist, that he may be given to us, that his love may be shared with us, that we may be filled with that grace and mercy of God. And so let us take this next moment of silence to reflect upon the many gifts and the love that God has shown us. Let us prepare to meet our Lord Jesus Christ in the most holy Eucharist.